Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Hello and welcome to another edition of Around the Coin. My name is Faisal Khan. With me today is Nakwem Bele, who is one of the CEO and founders of FinTech Recruiters. We'll be discussing all things crypto and blockchain as far as recruitment and the job scene is concerned. But before we do that, just wanted to remind you on the 28th and 29th of August, I'll be in Singapore attending the Global Payment Summit. Uh, On the 30th of August in Singapore, Fintech Singapore, along with Startup Bootcamp, is hosting a small get-together for uh, a meetup basically and i'll be there talking about the fragmentation of payments imtc africa is coming up in nairobi that is going to be happening in from the 20th to the 22nd of september as always you can write to us uh my email is faisal f-a-i-s-a-l at around the coin.com if you have topics suggestions guest suggestions etc we will welcome that and now on to the topic of today which is the recruitment scene and the employment scene in the bitcoin slash crypto world here's nako hey nako how are you i'm fine thank you how are you I'm doing good. So for those of you, for those of our listeners who don't know what you do, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what do you do, and uh, you know where are you based, a little bit about your company. Sure. So my name is Nako Mbele, and I'm based in Toronto, Canada, and our company is called Fintech Recruiters. We specialize in fintech recruiting, and as you all know, fintech is quite broad, so it's everything from crowdfunding to cryptocurrencies and blockchain, uh, alternative lending, it's, it's quite varied. So the commonality between our clients is that they are disruptive in some way to the current financial services industry. So um, the, the, yeah, that's the common thread. The common thread is that they are innovating uh, in such a way that they're disrupting the current financial system as we know it. And most of our clients are startups. So we have a few mid-sized companies that are also innovative, but most of the people that we're working with are, you know, under three years old. Uh, we work with companies, uh, you know, the ICO craze. So we're working with people who have just raised money from their ICOs and are building their teams. And we cover 
the markets that have a concentration of these type of companies. So that's New York, Toronto, where I am, uh, San Francisco, Atlanta is a payments gateway, London, of course, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore. So it's, it's, although we are global, there are certain key markets that we concentrate on. And we also um, cover a, ver- a variety of positions. So it's not just technical people, although I'd say the bulk of what we do is technical, but we also cover non-technical roles. So that's, that's FinTech Recruiters in a nutshell. Thank you. So the reason I got you on the show today is because I particularly want to talk about the employment scene, the recruitment scene in the blockchain slash crypto world. I mean, as we are recording this thing, you know, right now in front of me, Ethereum is at $300, Bitcoin is at $4,300, and there are a host of other coins and currencies out there. You mentioned about the ICO craze. It's, uh, you know, it's it's something that is now pretty serious. It's raised a lot of money. How, how competitive is the landscape? And before I ask you, I want to uh, make a comment that you know i i saw in uh, alan uh, tapscott's book you know the, on, on blockchain and cryptocurrency he says if you know if you ask people how many java developers they'll probably tell you say i don't know 10 million or 1 million 10 million or something like that mm-hmm. but if you ask people how many blockchain developers the answer is less than five thousand. how true is that statement from your uh viewpoint Wow, I actually think that's quite a bit <laughs> um, uh, compared to what I'm seeing. I mean, it's, it's first of all, the blockchain, I mean, people have various definitions of what that is, but there are certain languages that um, have been around for a long time that are applicable to the blockchain. So C++ developers are in huge demand in the space uh, particularly if they're working on, if the company is building on the Bitcoin uh, pr- uh, protocol. So Bitcoin's really built on C++. So it really depends. It's, it's sort of hard to gauge, like, who is a, uh, a blockchain developer. Uh, if you're talking about the, the languages that are very specific to the blockchain, to Ethereum, like Solidity, then it's a whole other story. But you know, I'm. I also look for for so seed let, developers. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that as well. Sure. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you know, Ethereum as well. Yes. So, um, okay. So, so in terms of Ethereum, Solidity is is a very new language. There are not a lot of people who who have Solidity. And uh, what I normally do is I, you know, I go out to to, to social media really, and I and and I join different groups. Uh, there are different different developer groups. Uh, there's Reddit, you know, which is great for also finding talent. So it's a, it's a lot of unconventional places. You know, I'm not going to find a Solidity developer, uh, you know, if I post a job on Monster.com. It's it's just not going to happen. So uh, it's it's really finding people who, first of all, are very passionate about the space, uh, and for developers who want to look at going into the space. My first recommendation is to buy the token, buy the token, be a part of the tribe. And, um, and that's kind of how you, you get into the space. In my, in my opinion, I think it's, it's much harder to get in otherwise, because then you don't, then you don't have a, um, a, a route or a, you're not anchored 
in, in why people are so excited about the space in the first place. Uh, because um, if you're just going to come at it from a very sort of logical, um, you know, theoretical uh, perspective, you're not going to understand the space. Uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, philosophy and how people feel about the way the current system is run, uh, whether it's financial or or just technology in general. It's 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 a space that is very much. Uh, based on decentralization and the belief in decentralization and also the belief in open source. So it's a very open source uh, community. They believe in, you know, putting putting your code out there and having people, uh, you know, do things with it to make sure that it's battle proof. Uh, so it's 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 a mixture. Uh, so getting back to your original question of developers, you know, how do you how do you uh, figure out who is a, 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 um, a, a blockchain developer, it's a little hard. Um, there are people that I, I'm, I'm interviewing who don't have any blockchain experience, but they're Golang developers. So for some reason, and I don't know why, but Go seems to be uh, a very popular uh, language in the blockchain space right now. They they love Go. So if you're a Go developer, chances are you can get a you can get a job at a blockchain startup, um, even if you don't have blockchain experience. Because on the back end, they really like Go and you know the container languages like Docker that goes with Go. And so there there are ways of getting into the space without necessarily having the specific blockchain languages. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, let me uh, let me take a follow up question on that, which is, you know, if you are a mainstream programmer or a mainstream coder, I don't know, JavaScript or uh, Python or Perl, is it easy or difficult to gravitate and realign yourself or retool yourself to be a blockchain slash Ethereum slash crypto developer? It depends on the languages. So JavaScript, yeah, very, it's easier. It's it's definitely C. C also uh, tends to be somewhat similar to Solidity and Ethereum. For and again, I'm not technical, but this is what I'm I'm, I'm noticing. So if you if you know C, you'll be able to understand Solidity. Um, if you uh, if you understand C Bitcoin will make sense. The the Bitcoin protocol will will make sense to you. If you're uh, JavaScript. They use a lot of Node on the back end, and and on the front end, people are now gravitating towards React and React Native on the front end. Um, but I think, generally speaking, and it, and of course, you know, it's it's Linux, right? Is you know, obviously the 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 operating you know environment, um, and. HTML5 on the front end. So if you're a developer and you read the white paper, it will make sense to you. It's 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 written uh, with your type of language. Uh, so I, I think it's a lot easier to to transition into the space than perhaps people think. Uh, it's just a matter of finding what stack the actual company is using. And some of the languages that I just mentioned or the scripting languages. Are, are what's 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 really popular now uh, a couple of i'd say last year i would get a lot of angular but for some reason reason 
you know, people have switched to react. I don't know why, but they, they tend to react as kind of the flavor of the month right now. So if you've got react native, you're in demand, um, uh, for some reason. So what is, what, what is the demand? I mean, what's the ratio like for every one job out there? How many applicants or how many jobs per applicant? Yeah. Oh man, that's a good question. The demand is. I mean, we keep hearing about the hype, right? So, just just, give us a sense of the hype. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's a good question. It's so hard to quantify sometimes because it's sort of an ebb and a flow. But um, I would say that I would, if I have uh, twenty job orders to fill, I'm probably only able to fill about five um, out of what I have. Uh, so it's not it's it's so so the demand is much much higher uh, than the supply right now. And however, people want really good talent. So so that that's the other thing. Like they want good solid developers. You know, uh, it's not just the fact that you know you've got JavaScript or you're C plus plus. If you're not really good, they're not going to hire you. And what's interesting about coding and being a developer is you can have, you know, somebody with five years of go and someone with two years of go, but the guy with two years of go is better than the guy with five years of go. It's one of those, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. You would think that more years of experience might equate to a, a, a more, um, a better skilled, uh, developer. And that's why they're coding tests, right? It's because, you know, you can have someone that, doesn't have that much experience, but they're just so good. And, and it could be because they live, breathe, eat, and sleep coding. And that's all they do. Um, and Or they're just intuitively better at it. I, 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 I'm not sure why that is, but I've learned now that just because somebody has more experience doesn't make them a better developer. So for all the youngins out there, whether you're, you know, 17 years old and you, you know, you're, you, you really believe you've got talents, like come forward, don't be afraid, you know, contact the, the people like myself, because we realize that you could be talented and still very young. That's, that's okay. Is this, is it fair to say that because, you know, everyone keeps saying and myself included, and I am a firm believer in it, the blockchain is the next big thing. Do you see a lot of employment being created in the space just because this technology is rolling out and understanding we are just at the cusp of it, at the very nascent stages of the technology? Yeah, yeah, I definitely see, there is definitely a demand. I mean, there's, I don't think it's all hype. You know, is there, is there some hyper hyperbole? Is there a bit of hype? You know, it's, it's yes. I, I, I would, I think that there, um, there aren't as many business development roles as people think, for example, um, there are not as many, uh, roles that are, you know, marketing roles, but there's definitely a huge demand for the, for the actual builders, the people that are building out the infrastructure and the protocols and it's just the beginning. You know, um, I've, I've noticed recently that there are a couple of protocols that have been introduced into the marketplace that are going to challenge the centralized ex- exchanges. And if anybody who owns crypto knows, like, we're all unhappy with how the exchanges operate. 
you know, there are some good ones. I'm not going to knock them all. But for the most part, people are always complaining about the exchanges. So imagine that's just another industry that's just beginning, right? Uh, there are a couple decentralized exchanges, but there, there, that there is will so, be more. Uh, how do I mm-hmm. say it? It is so unreal that we are now entering into a new phase or we've taken a right turn onto a, uh, you know, an avenue called decentralized exchanges. You know, the concept itself is so alien to us, but yet so welcoming, you know. And, and, and it's not fiction, it's reality now. Yes. Yes. Yep. So imagine all of the, you know, it's like a whole other ecosystem that's going to be built, right? And they're going to need developers. So, so yeah. So, so um. You know, my my advice to people out there, if you want to get into the space, you know, get in as a user, start learning the ecosystem, get excited about it, um, because it's so easy to get deflated at times when things are rough. <laughs> because mm-hmm. yeah, as you know, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Sure. The entry, entry level salary of a regular coder versus a blockchain coder is there a difference and if so how much yes there is a difference so normally at startups um coders start around it depends on the experience it depends on a lot of things but i'd say it's usually like seventy thousand um seventy thousand dollars a year uh, for startups because again it's a startup uh, but there's equity there's always an equity component for blockchain companies, you can start at ninety thousand. Uh, if you're really good, you can start at a hundred thousand. So there's a difference. There's definitely a difference in in, in how much you can command. And a, a friend of mine, you know, I asked him. Uh, I told him that you know I'd be talking to you. So his question that came to me is it's a very specific question. What is the demand for security specialists in the crypto world? That's a great question. There, there is a demand, but I don't think people take it seriously enough. You know, it's kind of like that. I mean, all the tokens thing. are getting stolen, all the wallets yes. are getting hacked, all the exchanges are getting hacked. So surely there has to be a demand. Security has to be paramount because now we're not talking just data; we're talking money, value. Yeah, you would think, right? Uh, it's it's logical. All of the things that has been ha- that have been happening. You would think that that would be like top number one priority, but it's not. When I get orders, I'm not getting orders for a security expert. That kind of comes after. They're like, we just need to build stuff, you know. Um, but but yeah, it, it's it's. But I think it's one of those things where for the right candidate, you know, if a right if a security expert comes to me, I can definitely market him and say, listen, you guys need to have someone like this on board. And yes, they they might be a little pricey, but you've got to figure out, um, you know, what security measures you need to, to, to consider when you're actually building at that lower layer. And, uh, and I don't think there are enough startups that have that, uh, as a part of their, uh, as a part of their plan, you know? Um, so, yeah. So, or at least they're not coming to me for those people. Let's, let's just say that maybe, maybe they're finding them elsewhere and maybe, and perhaps they are because a lot of them do have advisors. So, you know, th- they're advisors and they're usually, uh, you know, people that are, have been in the industry for a while and they float around everyone can kind of see their profiles. You know, they're, they're on, on almost every other, uh, ICO panel. 
uh, or, or board, their board members. So perhaps they are giving the security advice, but I don't necessarily get a lot of orders for security, for security mm. experts. Fair enough. Between all the flavors of crypto, which one do you see the most? Ah, okay. In terms of in terms of uh, tokens. In terms of um, uh, in terms of you know development, for recruitment. Uh, we need talent on this particular flavor. Hands down, Ethereum. Hands down. I mean, there's no comparison to the demand for Ethereum. And so much so that I've had clients that were uh, building on the Bitcoin protocol and switched, switched over to Ethereum. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's by and far the, the, the most in demand uh, in, in terms of people that are, you know, talent that wants to work within that ecosystem. That's, that's, the, that's the greatest demand. Should I just sell my Bitcoin and buy Ethereum? No. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I believe in Bitcoin still. I think I think it's just Bitcoin just has another purpose, right? It, yeah. As a store of value, in in my opinion. Yeah, I, I th- it does. It does. It certainly does. Uh, do you see um, people who are at the cusp of retiring? You know, there are a lot of coders out there. There are a lot of programmers mm-hmm. out there who find it very difficult to compete with the new coders who are coming out with the new wave of every generation you know produces its own wave do you see a lot of training or retraining for some of the most seasoned programmers going into the ethereum space or is there a demand for seasoned programmers for ethereum well here's the thing i think a lot of it has to do with attitude which is going to sound strange but what i find is when I'm interviewing uh, more seasoned developers, they tend to second guess themselves, I think, and they're a little bit more skeptical. Whereas, and I think this really just has to do with, you know, youth, right? When we're younger, we tend to be a little bit more gung-ho, we're a little bit more naive, we take bigger risks, you know, they don't have the families and the responsibilities, so you can afford to make all of these mistakes, fall down, get all bloody and get back up. But when you're older and you've got a family to take care of, you got a mortgage to pay, you don't really have the same room to, to, to fail in the same way. And so I think what happens is that, that more seasoned developers second guess things. They just, you know, they can see what's wrong with Ethereum. They can see all the loopholes. They can see the security gaps. They can see, you know, they see all of these things and they, and it scares them. They, they can't bet the farm and, and working for an Ethereum company in that capacity is betting the farm. And where, and if you're, you know, 23 years old, you can bet the farm. So it really has to do with cycles. It's it's definitely not skills. It's all psychological. And that psychology is everything. Because if you're going to do a coding test and you're approaching it that way, it's going to affect you. So my, my advice to people that are really seasoned is you've got to bet the farm in this industry because it's that risky. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. You're either in either all in or you're not. (laughs) And it's very, and it's very hard to, to, because people will sense it. The teams will sense it. 
The founders will sense it. They'll know. And they may not be able to put their finger on it, but they, you know, I have, I have guys that will come back to me and say, just, you know, I, I just don't know what it was about him. I just, I don't think he's a fit. And I know exactly why he's not a fit because I will have conversations with my candidates, very candid conversations, uh, about, you know, how much are you willing to risk? You know, what is your significant other feel? How does she feel or he feel about what you're doing? And, and it's obviously all confidential. I'm not going to share this with my, with, with my client, but I think as a, as a recruiter, uh, it, it's, it's also my responsibility to make sure that people understand what they're getting into, but also, you know, be, be really upfront that, you know, this is, this is a big risk. And, uh, and, and some people have generally have a, a personality that's predisposed to high risk, right? They, that that's just who they are. And, and, and those people tend to, I find do much better in their interviews because they just, yeah. So they, they, those people generally tend to, to, to excel in their interviews. They've drunk the Kool-Aid quote unquote, um, and, and they can see the opportunities because it's, it's not the easiest space to be in. It really isn't right. It's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there, there are a lot of downs as much as there are ups. And if you can weather the downs, you're going to need the, 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 um, you know, the, the psychological kind of toughness to, 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 to just pull through it. Is it true that the most of the coders coming into the crypto space are not from your so so-called outsourced markets like India or Philippines and uh, other countries, and they're mostly concentrated in North America and Europe. Yes, yeah, so there, there. That's true. That that's actually a really good observation. Yeah, the, there are mostly um, mostly North America. Um, there's a lot in Eastern Europe. Uh, Russia, the Russians are just yes, you know, because Russians really definitely good. because of their maths and so forth and crypto yes. background. Yeah, yeah, so there's yeah, so there's huge yeah, very much Russia and Israel. Israel is just I don't I don't know where it came out of. Like just phenomenal developers in this space. They're really really good. And well, they are the second largest ecosystem for startups in the world, right? Yes, yes. And and I think what's also interesting and I, and and I, and I would imagine that there've been papers written on this, but countries that tend to have um a, a strong army, whether it's you know a very developed army and their budgets are huge for their armies, tend to have very good developers. Tend to, their technology tends to be very good, and a lot of the developers coming out of Israel are in the army or from the army, right? They're they're ex army people, and I would imagine in the U.S. there might be the same thing with security in terms of technology. The army produces really good technology people, um, uh, security people rather. Uh, so, so I think there's a correlation be- between, between a, a country's army and their, and their technology talents. Well, 
I, I think many people don't know this, or many people do know this. Israel has a something called a Unit 8200, which is their signal intelligence unit. It is one of the best uh, units in the world where they take limited amount of information and have to extrapolate and do scenario planning and you know understand what the ecosystem is looking like, what the battlefield looks like, etc. So exceptional minds come in with human and you know digital intelligence and they work on that. So most of the founders, if you will see from, for example, in fraud management and uh, you know high-end systems that are very computationally uh, intensive and are doing something where you have very limited information and you have to sort of draw up scenario planning and so forth will come from 8200 unit many people just don't know that interesting yeah i'm not surprised it doesn't surprise me and of course we cannot forget the chinese okay the chinese are very bullish on on, on blockchain, the government is extreme. Is putting a lot of resources into the technology, into developing various labs, and giving and giving funding for startups. So there, there's also a lot of Chinese talent as well. But it's harder to gauge because it's it's a it's a little bit more closed the ecosystem there um, for talent. But I've had a couple of inquiries from Chinese companies that are looking for. Um, for, for, for blockchain talent to go to China, whether you speak Chinese or not, you know, because they, they, they want to develop the technology and they're really, really bullish. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're definitely going to be a force in terms of, um, you know, whether it's tokens that they put out and, you know, we can talk about those like, like NEM, I don't know how to say it. Is it NEM, NEM? Um, yeah. Or, yeah, or I think even OMG, is 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 uh, is Chinese? I'm not sure, but they. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know about OMG. That's the first time I'm hearing about that one. But Nem, I know. And there's not yes. Neo as well. Yes, yes, and Neo, right? So so I think Nem has now turned to. Oh yeah, Neo is AntShares, right? You're right. So Neo, yes, Neo as well. So so it's definitely ch- talent in China. In China, uh, Japan has been a little slower. But but there's definitely more um, Japanese companies looking at, at at Bitcoin. But it's much harder, I think. Um, it, they're they're further behind, sorry, than the other markets that I that I just mentioned. What's uh, what are the negatives of being in the crypto slash blockchain world? We hear all the positives, right? We hear all about the craze, the demand for people. What are some of the negative traits about this industry or getting into this industry? The, vol- the volatility. It's like no other. I mean, it's just, I've never seen such volatility in my life. Um, it, it's just the swings are insane. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the kind of space where you've got to really be emotionally tough. Um, there, there's, there are a lot of critics and it's and you know everyone who's had Bitcoin for a couple of years knows that Bitcoin has died, I don't know how many times. And there there's an obituary you know, website that, that sort of sort of logs every time Bitcoin has died, right? And then also there's just people are really passionate in the space, so you're going to have political debates. People have really um, entrenched views on how things should work. The governance issue in in many of the protocols um, is is extremely emotionally exhausting, uh, and and so it's 
so those are all the, the negatives, I think. Um, and granted, there are solutions now that are being proposed to, I guess, remedy the governance issues. But once you're in the space, you'll realize like the, there's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of back front stabbing. It's not even backstabbing, front stabbing. <laughs> um, and, and, and so the drama alone in the space is enough to kind of make some, some people run for the hills. So you got to kind of brace yourself for that. Like, you know, all of the drama that's involved, I, I think is, 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 is pretty hard um, to, to bear for, for some people. So it's okay then, you know, when I say that seasoned programmers and seasoned developers, etc., try not to go this avenue because they know that the river ride can be a little rough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, it's funny. I was speaking to a seasoned developer and he said, oh, the Linux community is just as bad. So I'm used to it. Like, you know, people have mm. their views, right? They have their views. And and they and their egos, they're really big egos in this space. And you'll you know you'll find out who they are very quickly when you get when you, when you enter the space. Um, so yeah, so I think I think the seasoned people kind of can, can maybe navigate the emotional roller coaster that it is. But I think the younger developers just kind of they're they're just shocked. Like wow, <laughs> we didn't realize that there was so much controversy, and and there is. How do you how do you partic- in particular stay on top of all this because this is a very technical field it's very moving it's updating very quickly do you go out in the circuit conferences meetups etc how do you keep yourself informed because you are undoubtedly and I say this to everyone that I meet and if you don't know Nako I think you're missing out it's like hot chocolate right uh, <laughs> you the and I mean that in a good way yeah, thank believe you. me um, because you are probably the most connected woman on earth that I know there isn't a person that I am connected to that doesn't know you or at least you're connected to them so after Kevin Bacon and six degrees of separation I think there's narco out there you know so how do you keep how how do you keep in touch how do you keep yourself updated on, on all these things things like solidity and go and how do you know all this yeah I I have conversations with the people I interview and I'm very open about my ignorance so there's yeah, I'm not a technical person, so there's a lot I don't understand, and I still don't understand a lot, right? But I will ask people to explain things to me, and um, in in a very basic terms. And I also try and um, you know read as much as I can. So I you know I, I read my news feeds and I read articles, and I try and really keep up to date as to what's going on. And it's hard. It's very hard because it is very fast moving. There's a lot happening. Uh, there, there's so many new protocols coming out that it's hard to keep up. And you know, recently there's a, a protocol that that's that's the huge the the buzz. Um, gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, it's it's um, oh, what's it called? It's challenging Ethereum and Bitcoin. I know you've heard of it as well. Gosh, why can't I think of this right now? Uh, okay, now you have me thinking a protocol that's going to challenge Ethereum and Bitcoin. Ripple? No, not Ripple. It, and it's it's make. I think it broke the top ten. This I'm just going to look on my s- cell phone here. Uh, it's because it's it's going to bother me. But it's um it, it's a new way of um, it might replace the blockchain is what they're saying. I'm actually looking uh, looking on mar- market uh, coin market cap right now for it. It's called that's for IOTA. IOTA, yes, thank you. 
iota number five right now as, as of this recording. Don't understand it. I don't understand it. Someone tried to explain it to me. Uh, it's just went over my head. I don't understand it. I'm like, you know what? I, 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 I didn't even know what to say. So, so there's, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, funny, funny thing is Iota was just like a, a, a couple of days ago, I was looking at it and my friend told me, Hey, have you bought some? I said, you know, I did. And he says, okay, what rate did you get it? And I said, I got it a little bit late. I got it in about, you know, almost 70, 70 cents. It's a buck seven now. And it hasn't been more than a few days. It's already up 30%. Um, and, uh, I mean, I have no inkling what it does, you know, um, but it was all over my social media feeds and so forth. So I just, you know, bought a little bit just for the heck of it, just to play with it, just to say I'm an IOTA owner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I wish I had listened actually to, to someone who told me, yeah, you know, you should, you should buy this. But I, I went on the site and tried to read the white paper and I was just like, what is this? Ent- like tangles or I just didn't understand it. And I thought, you know, I'm going to pull a Warren Buffett and just not buy something that I don't get. But now I, I'm kind of kicking myself like maybe I should have bought it you know, uh, when it was really low. But hey, uh, so, uh, yeah. For companies willing to hire, for companies who are startups, especially who are looking at uh, hiring people from this domain, what sort of advice could you give them? Because you obviously come across both sides. So maybe some uh, words of wisdom from you. From the, from the founders looking to hire people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that they've got to be a little bit more flexible uh, about um, accepting people from other industries. So many uh, of, of my clients want people from finance, right? They, they really want somebody from the tribe, quote unquote, uh, if, if they are in um, especially capital markets, that, that particular space, they really want people that just gets that capital market space. And my advice is, is that there are people who have the skills, it may not be from the space, but they could do what you need done in terms of the coding. So that, that would be my that would be my first advice. And and I guess my second advice would be to um, to be a lot more uh, open about relocating people. Uh, you know, companies tend to want they want people from the U.S. and they want, you know, they, they don't want to re- relocate people. And I understand that the immigration issues and it's, it's a pain, but there's this talent is so scarce that I think it's worth relocating people uh, at this point. And, and many of my clients and startups owners do not want to do that. What about uh, compensation? Do you think there's fair compensation going around? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the compensation is fair. A lot of um, companies are open to negotiating. So if they really believe that the person is worth X amount, whatever they're looking for, they'll pay them. So yeah, so so I think compensation is fine. It's It's very negotiable. And so is equity as well. Like, they'll just negotiate with whomever. Uh, is in front of them, you know, based on their skills, based on their background, based on what they can offer and bring to the bring to the company. How much equi- how much equity should one get? Man, that's a tough question. It really depends know, on how early. But, but I mean, uh, people who are listening to this podcast, some of them may be potential employees, and you know, obviously, they are trying to get the answer to this question as well. Mm-hmm. So, any insight you could give would really help here. Sure, it it ranges from anywhere, and it depends on your position. 
it depends on how early you get in, right? Because the later, the, the harder uh, it is to get a higher percentage. But anywhere from, you know, 0.1% to 3% uh, is, is kind of usually the range. Uh, and again, it depends on your seniority level. It depends on... You said on 1% to 3% or 0.1 to 03 0.1 to 3% depending on the seniority level. So if you're a senior person, you're probably, you know, you can, you can get 2%, you can get 3%. If you're, if you're coming at a, at a very senior level, um, if you're a developer, a junior developer, you know, it could be like point, point 0.1, 0.2. It could be 1% if you're a very senior developer. And, uh, and if you're, you know, uh, whether it's like a CFO or, I mean, it, it really varies. Uh, and it does depend on when you get in, right? So the earlier, the more leverage you have to negotiate a higher, a higher uh, equity package. Sure. So we have a few minutes left. Uh, some tips or tricks for potential employees who are looking to get hired in the space? Yes. So, if you're a developer and you're not active on GitHub, you need to be active on GitHub. This is a very GitHub intensive kind of culture. People want to see what you're doing and they want you to be active within the community. So if you need to you know, work on other people's projects, work on them. And it could be anything like you know, fix, fixing bugs and errors is the obvious one, but you know, proofread the white paper if you if you're a good writer you can just say say hey you know what this white paper is not well written and i can rewrite it for you let me tell you that will go a long way and as we all know in this space there's some really badly written white papers out there so for all for any technical writer or or somebody who is really a good writer there's a lot of work and people really will appreciate it and value that like that's something that's really needed so so get out and and contribute to people's projects. It's 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 something that people take note of and you'll be rewarded for it whether it you know joining the team or 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 what have you or or getting some tokens. Uh, okay, so another thing meetups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, the the token part, the token part that was very important, right? Yes. They must be drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak. Yes, very important. You want to, and it doesn't, you know, you don't have to start off by blowing the bank, right? You know, just even if it's a $100 portfolio, you know, pick a couple tokens that interest you. And that's also important, like something that you're interested in. You know, if you're somebody that is a libertarian and you really believe in privacy and, you know, pick a couple privacy tokens, and get behind those. You know, if you're if you're somebody um, who's excited about uh, uh, you know what cryptocurrency can do uh, in terms of of uh, you know spending or 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 using cryptocurrency uh, and and being unbanked, for example, you know, get behind the cards, right? The the variety of of debit cards that are out there, and and there are a couple of them. So get behind those. So. Choose things that actually interest you because it'll make it more fun and make it more exciting as opposed to just kind of, you know, just about the money. Yes, the money is going to come, of course. Uh, a lot of people give the advice of, you know, just stick to the top 10, right? But I, I, I personally think that, you know, 
diversify. You know, there, there's some really hidden gems uh, in in that are that are not in the top ten uh, because eventually, you know, Neo was not in the top ten, and now it is, right? So imagine if you had seen that before it got there. So so do your do your homework. Take your time. Don't be overwhelmed. It is an overwhelming space. I, I think there are what almost 900 tokens. It's a little crazy. It's a little nutty. So, uh, so, so don't freak out when you you know see that list and think, oh my goodness, how am I going to learn all of this? Uh, you're not right. You 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 just got to you know take it in chunks uh, and uh, and have fun because at the end of the day, we're all having fun. Anybody in crypto will tell you like. After a while, you just, you know, there's certain lingo that people use that's funny. There are lots of memes that are very specific to the space that are hilarious. And so you're going to have a lot of fun. So have a lot of fun because as as stressful as it can get sometimes, there's also a lot of fun to it. Um, What else would I say? Follow people on Twitter. Okay, Google the top, you know, Bitcoin pundits and follow them. You know, people have a lot to say, and you're going to realize and there's that. A dif- and there's a difference between following them and stalking them. <laughs> yeah, you 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 want to um you know figure out who has what side, what they what their opinions are. People are very vocal in the space, and and get to know get to know the different camps, the different sides, how they feel, and um and and they're also extremely brilliant. You know, a lot of smart people in the space, so you'll be learning a lot as well. And what other advice would I have? Um, yeah, also, I think it's important to uh, to somehow relate crypto to your beliefs. You know, it sounds kind of corny, but it's the kind of space that, you know, the people in it are not just in it for the money. It may seem that way on the surface, but... A lot of people are doing this because they really believe they can change the world, and it's admirable. It's and and you and I and there's a certain level of respect that you gotta have for people who are all in, you know, whether you agree with them or not. And so, if you can figure out who your tribe is, because it's a very tribal space, and once you find your tribe and you could be in multiple tribes. Like I'm in a lot of tribes. (laughs) I'm not just in one camp. Right. Um, I like a lot of tokens and, but I've also found that, you know, there's certain tokens and just the space in general, I believe in crypto for what it it's going to do for the world and for people particularly who have never had a chance to participate at this level. You know, I'm, I'm of African descent. And so I see this as liberating to many people in developing countries. So I have a, I have an emotional investment in crypto that's, that goes beyond, you know, fintech recruiters that goes beyond, you know, being in it because it's a great business to be in and I'm making money. You know, it goes beyond that. And if you can find that, it just becomes a magical place. It becomes a special place and and and, and you you become invigorated even when things may not be going the way, you know, the market thinks it should go. It th- that that level of conviction is what's going to sustain you and and we're all going to need it because 
it's going to go through the ups and the downs as it always does. Beautifully put. I cannot help but come to the conclusion that you are leaning more towards this crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum world as far as recruiting is concerned. Is that Would that be a correct assumption? Well, it invigorates me. <laughs> I, I'm excited. You know, I mean, you're very passionate about it. You're very knowledgeable, certainly, certainly very knowledgeable about it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I, um, I, I really, I, I, first of all, love the, a lot of the people in the space. Like I really, you know, I'm getting to know my clients and just what they're doing. I just admire them. I really admire what they're doing because they're, what they're doing is big. And I, I, I was on um, Facebook the other day and, you know, a girl wrote uh, a post saying that, you know, there people, I don't, she doesn't think that people really understand the power of this space yet. And I get that feeling too. It's like, like when people really get it, I, I think, I think they'll, it's like you start losing sleep over how big this is, you know? So a friend of mine, you know, had a very good way of putting it. He says, thousands of people will lie and sleep under the stars and that's it. But then those of them, the very few who actually will gaze out beyond the stars and understand the vastness of the space will lose sleep. And I think that's a very good analogy as far as the, the crypto and the Bitcoin world is concerned. Yes. Yes. Oh, what a beautiful... I love that. That, that was really mm-hmm. lovely. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, you know, because I think once you understand what it means, you know, to move value without intermediaries, to have a consensus-based decentralized society, it's just, I mean... Who, Anyways, that's a topic we will discuss uh, uh, in another time. Nako, thank you very much. Very quickly, how can people get in touch with you? People can visit us at www.fintechrecruiters.com. And recruiters is plural. So that's fintechrecruiters.com. You can also reach me on LinkedIn. uh, And my name is N-A-K-O dot M-B-E-L-L-E. You can also call us if you'd like, 646-233-4050. But I think it's better to just reach out to me uh, on on my website uh, as well as on LinkedIn. Well, anyways, thank you very much. And for those of you who don't know, we'll be having more and more of NACO on our shows. Till next time, thank you very much. NACO, you have a good one. Thanks, Faisal. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 